0: Our universe is incredible, surrounded by mystery and beauty, and many of us have questions about our past, present, and future. October Hallam is an intuitive medium with over 20 years of experience. She has assisted people with discovering their path by understanding their past and connected the living to their loved ones who have made the transition. She is currently offering readings through Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, phone, and in person. You can reach her at theancientgift222 at gmail.com. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Tonight my guest is Brad Olson. Before I bring him on, I really want to tell you about My Patriot Supply. They are the experts in emergency preparedness. We're at such a critical time in our modern history right now with a very unsure future. And I have an emergency food supply. It really couldn't hurt to to have one right now, especially with everything going on. Right now, you can get $70 off a two-week supply and $100 off or four-week of their awesome food. It stays good in storage for up to 25 years. Just visit preparewithfkn.com or click the link in the description to get your supply today. Also, please subscribe on LBRY.com, our official backup channel. We also have a brand new show called Beyond Classified. It is exclusively on Rockfin, which is an amazing new uncensored platform for free-thinking content creators. Um, it's going to feature all the new controversial topics that we can no longer discuss here on YouTube. Um, again, this is called Rockfin, and the show is Beyond Classified. Uh, There's also many other awesome researchers and content creators that are already on this platform. Um, I think that you will really enjoy it. The link to that is also in the description as well. And, of course, Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on all your popular podcast platforms. Tonight, I want to welcome back to the show Brad Olson. He is an award-winning author, book publisher, and event producer. His keynote presentations and interviews continue to enlighten audiences at several events, and he has appeared on dozens of radio and television shows, including Ancient Aliens, America on Earth, Beyond Belief, and Mysteries of the Outdoors. Brad, how you doing tonight?
1: Hey, Chris, I'm doing great. Always uh, nice talking with you you. Seeing you over there in your new home in Colorado.
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely great to get out of Louisiana. And, um, you know, I can't wait to get into some of the topics we're going to talk about, which is in your new book, Beyond Esoteric, Escaping Prison Planet. And man, it covers everything. It covers so much important information about our our world and where we could be possibly headed. Um, And so much has happened since we last spoke. Um, I thought first we could talk a little bit about our current state globally before we get into your book. 2020 was, let's say, a challenging year, to say the least. Um, what do you see in 2021? Do you see anything easing up at all, or do you see our descent into dystopia just ramping up even further? How's that looking for you?
1: Well, things are moving so fast. We should just say today is uh, Saturday, January 9th, because what happens tomorrow and next week may be very historic in the making, Uh, leading up to the 20th. There's going to be a lot of activity, uh, both behind the scenes and what we might start seeing With the election results, uh, lots and lots of evidence that there was a steal going on. And Trump, I believe right now, is making a presidential speech about all the evidence that has been uh, accumulated showing how this uh, took place, including the Georgia runoff senatorial election a few days ago using those same Dominion machines and the same technique and then the same spike to get those senators up above their Republican challengers. Uh, And my understanding is they have it, they have it all. They've found out how it was being encrypted via satellite, including a NATO ally, Italy, using the Leonardo satellite network. And that was the final piece in the puzzle. That was a huge discovery and piece of how they did it. So when all this comes out, when all this comes together, we're gonna have to change our voting system. I do believe it's gonna have to change entirely. The quantum voting system is the most secure. It's basically like cryptocurrency, can't be hacked. It could be along those lines. And we're also going to see uh, major changes, not only to our electoral system, but the money system. And the deep state is shaking in their boots right now. This could be the final blow. That's why I think the next couple days, next week and a half, is going to be absolutely crucial for the freedom of this country and, by extension, around the world.
0: I think you're absolutely right, but one of the things, one thing that happened today is that they banned uh, President Trump's Twitter account, along with many other supporters of President Trump. Now, you know, both sides seem to just hate him so much, and there's so much opposition. Um, any kind of um, legal action that he's taken, anything that he's doing— is so far covered up, and we don't hear it from the media. We have to hear it from these alternative sources, like exactly what's going on behind the scenes, like you were just talking about. Now, do you really think that we, he has a chance to to overturn this in this short amount of time that we have right now? Because it's looking kind of grim. I mean, with what happened with the Capitol, um, there's a lot of strange things that um, I'd like to go over on that one. That one seemed kind of like an op itself, but um, with everything that's happening, do you think he even yeah. has a chance to, to come through with this? Yeah.
1: I actually do. Uh, Trump is very famous for being one of those people who likes to disguise himself as being weak when at the very last moment he becomes is strongest. It's a page out of uh, Sun Tzu, The Art of War, which he's often quoted as saying he uh, reads from. What happens in the next few days, though, could be this 10 days of darkness. I think there's already signs that uh, this is beginning. And we go back to that uh, 17th letter in the alphabet who uh, informed us that this would be pretty much the end game, the takedown. Uh, did you get notified on your cell phone the other day that uh, the emergency broadcast system was doing a test? Woke me up at 8 in the morning on oh. my uh, ski trip a couple days ago. Uh, was saying, uh, yeah, they're supposed to, and they just made an announcement that all phones have to be equipped. So this could be the way they communicate during these uh, 10 days of darkness. Not like the sun's gonna black out, not even really that the power's gonna go down, not even that the internet will go down, but maybe some disruptions, maybe you can't use your ATM. I would stock up on food and water. I mean, I live out here in California, so they always say with earthquakes, this is what you should do anyways. Makes a lot of sense just to be prepared for what's coming. Unfortunately, the deep state, they play real dirty and they may do some, I hate to say it, but uh, perhaps a dirty bomb in a city or biological attack or maybe an EMP as well, uh, taking down the power grid, we know it would be the recipe for rioting and total disruption. There's an old saying way back that total chaos and revolution is only eight meals away. So when people can't get supplies or feel they're in a desperate situation in three days, it all breaks down. They've known this for a long time. That's why, why do you think uh, fast food so cheap? Why do they make certain uh, food in the supermarket so cheap? Because they want to keep people fed, even if it's basic but crappy food. That is uh, something that's been known for over 200 years. That the natives will get very restless if they're backed into a corner and feel like they can't uh, even feed their families. So, always be prepared. I know you are, and Patriot Supply is a good resource to have uh, freeze dried stuff. If you gotta head to the hills, we've all known about bugging out, and that's a possibility. I've heard just here in uh, California they're looking to limit travel up to uh, just like a tank of gas 100, 120 miles or so. Um I didn't see any yesterday when I was driving back from skiing up in the Sierras, but uh we're in the top tier lockdown right now and it makes absolutely no sense because the county I'm in has oh no cases, nobody died recently and so th- there's so many things that just don't make sense, but when you look at the grand scheme of things how this lockdown and COVID and so many other things are happening in America that uh, it's always
0: a good thing to be prepared. It is. And um, one of the more kind of terrifying things for me right now is you can't even say the word on YouTube right now, but I'll call it the Franken jab that they want to give people that they want to disperse to the world, basically. Um <laughs> it it, it, when you look at how many people have had adverse effects so far and died uh and the underreporting of this and the fact that they have rushed through it it's got this weird rna stuff that has never been used in any vaccine before um this seems to me like um you know one of the things that one of the biggest issues we need to watch out for right now because they're already talking about restricted travel you might not even be able to get a job if you don't get this thing um i mean there's there's major pushback already but um where do you see this going because uh trump was actually kind of like an advocate for getting this thing out there
1: yeah this is a real sticky wicket i like that term the franken jab because that's exactly exactly what it is. With RNA, untested on animals, uh, what are you thinking? I have a very good friend who's a nurse at Stanford, one of the top uh, medical institutions here in Northern California, and she's always informing me and giving me new information. She absolutely will not do it. Right now, it's it's, uh, available, but she's saying that The management knows that the minute they make it mandatory, minimum 30% are just going to quit, including her. Won't have it. Won't have anything to do with it. So we may be experiencing an enormous shortage of nurses and even doctors. And because they're also being affected by it. Just before we came on, Chris, I saw some Twitter feeds of another doctor died of his shot. Uh, within a few hours of taking it, how this isn't changing the narrative or waking people up, I don't know. Is, is the mainstream media so effective at spinning this story that people don't see this? Because to me, it's just pure poison.
0: It is. And that's uh, kind of what I want to want to get to in a little while when we start talking about your your book I want to go through a few chapters you have an MK ultra chapter and I think that's exactly what's going on that's what's happened to us through the time they implemented this program is they just basically brainwashed us through the media to blindly believe the narratives that they're pushing so I think that's what's going on there that's that's why there's so many people that are just so asleep and just yeah go ahead stick it in me I just I just want this to be over with I want I don't want you know COVID. i don't want to uh i want sure. to be at work and do all this stuff yeah it is um but i want to start uh as when it comes to your book with the first uh chapter you have the new fascism and you also have the occult and fascism so let's talk about that to me that's just basically saying that um after world war ii the we basically took over their fascist regime and integrated it into ours. And now it's kind of taken over the whole scope of everything. And uh, this new fascist regime is what's in control right now.
1: That's absolutely correct, Chris. And we talked at UFO MegaCon and, and a few times. Up- up to speed on Project Paperclip and the bringing over of fascism into this country post-World War II. Um, the Fourth Reich in America also includes South America, as well as an extension, Antarctica. But as far as the new fascism in, in this country and in the West, which prides itself on being this bastion of freedom and Uh, opposing fascism. We went to war in World War II to defeat fascism. Well, it's taken on a new meaning, and I'll define it as as this. Fascism in World War II was Mussolini and Hitler, which were government that took over the corporations, made a big mega conglomerate to work towards this common cause in government. Now, Now it's flipped. Now it's big corporations which have the politicians in their pocket, apart from Trump. That's why they hate him so much. He's the only fly in the ointment from them consolidating full global power into this new world order that's been planned and prophesized for many decades. Now it's all coming to a fore. Now it's all rearing its ugly head. David Icke said it long time ago, there will be a time when they all come to the surface, when all this plotting and planning and smoky boardrooms, they just have to implement. And that's what we're seeing right now. It's all right there in your face. And that's including the lockdowns, that's including the great reset next uh, couple weeks in Davos, Switzerland. Maybe great for them, not so great for us. <laughs> you also have, the, the, which will, I believe will be the rollout of the one world currency. You're also going to see uh, the world government, such as the UN, asserting itself and taking a bigger role. Already with uh, the Vatican merging with Islam into Chrislam to make the one world religion. This is all part of the big plan, and we're just seeing it roll out in real time. And to me, it's very frightening. We don't have much time to reverse this before it really locks us down and the door closes. Right now, I think the door is still slightly open. We might still have a foot in the door if uh, Trump and our military can counter this. And they have all the evidence. We have it all. And uh, by doing so, we can certainly stop this new fascism in its tracks. And you also mentioned uh, the occult. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. That's the next chapter.
0: I'm glad this you included that. In how,
1: yeah. Well, because this is when we we go in have been doing for quite a long time, talking centuries, and that is tapping into this occultic way of intervening with this malevolent ET world. Crowley had this little character called lamb that looks quite like a gray alien uh by his side and appeared to him in the great pyramid and y'all go all the way back to john d the crystal ball he was uh on the court of queen elizabeth during the time of shakespeare and they were able to intercede on behalf of the english crown and in fact, John Dee told Queen Elizabeth, do not send out the fleet when the Spanish Armada was ready to invade England. They were just offshore. And he said, hold off, hold off. And sure enough, a big storm came and wiped the uh, Spanish Armada fleet away from the English coast. And it was from then on, Chris, that knowing about the occult has been a very serious subject to those in the high ranks of government. And believe you me, the CIA knows about it, MI5 and MI6 use it. Uh, all the big governments have a role to play in this. And they know that uh, just like Nazi Germany, we got into it with uh, malevolent ETs as well. But they'll turn on you sometimes too. They They have their own agendas as well, but they're looking for what we call cutouts, or the humans that can intercede on their behalf, and and maybe they become very wealthy and famous and move up the ranks, but nonetheless, you're still uh, playing the game of what these uh, malevolenties want you to, playing along with their agenda, not for what's best for the human race.
0: Yeah, and when you look at the occult aspect of it, you can see the symbolism that's put in um, movies, TV, cinema, um, and the occult. It, when you when you look at it as um, kind of an ET phenomenon, I see it as a little bit of of both. I think that they they may be dealing with these interdimensional, kind of more metaphysical entities as well that aren't necessarily physically ETs but more along what you would consider like a demonic side or or something like that Um, I think that there's all of that kind of mixed into it and it's all connected in some way Um, I believe that the uh, that the ET world is connected to this metaphysical spiritual world in a way too Um, but they have somehow figured out a way to kind of interact with it and use it for power
1: Yeah, you're on the tip, Chris. And we can use the umbrella
0: term
1: as the archonic network. And the archons have also been known for many centuries as these uh, often mischievous, but also fourth dimensional entities, but can also include the physical ETs on the malevolent side, such as reptilians or gray aliens that uh be... Abducting humans and doing the cattle mutilations, and uh, you get the Ouija board out. How many times you've been freaked out by playing around with the Ouija board? I think when you call them in, it's it's like a vampire. Unless you ca- invite them in and call them in, and and vampire is a good example of what an archon is. their energy feed off you. In fact, there's even a word for it when you're angry and fearful. It's called Louche, and they it becomes their food is your emotions this is a hard one to wrap your head around but it makes sense on an interdimensional level that if they get off on this whole thing of uh, keeping humans in this dense third dimensional reality and fighting and each other and going at each other that's how they stay in power is keeping us divided so we really have to start having this discussion that this archonic network is real, and they're here as, as a parasite, and how do we get rid of them? Because they're holding us back, and humanity will not be ascending into the golden age if they're still around.
0: Well, we've got something going on here when it comes to our government and mainstream media lately with UFOs. I'm sure you've heard about the um, former Israeli um, military, um, I believe he was some sort of general, that came out and talked about the Federation of Aliens and, of course, all the mainstream talk from the Pentagon about exotic materials and the Tic Tac and all this stuff that's come out lately Um It seems to be – I don't trust it, for one, because it's coming from our government and mainstream media. But it's interesting that it's coming out now, and it seems like a preparation of some sort for something. Who knows whether it's something that they're going to roll out themselves or they just want us to be prepared for something that they know is going to happen. I'd like to get your take on this modern disclosure kind of phenomenon that's going on right now.
1: And when I saw you uh, 12, uh, 11 months ago at UFO Megacon last February, we were having this discussion about disclosure that it's this drip, drip, drip. Uh, now it's becoming more of a, a, a little stream of water coming down. It's it's becoming more fast and furious. I think the dam has started to crack. You can no longer put your little fingers in it to clog it up. Uh, and you're getting high ranking officials like the uh, Israeli gentleman you mentioned, as well as others in our military, as well as others in uh, Canada and elsewhere who are coming out saying, yeah, we are privy to this information, we knew it. And our governments have also been in communication with some of these ET groups. Well, you know, Chris, here on earth, we live in a very dualistic world. It's so stark and it's so in your face sometimes and it turns out that uh, there are ETs that are this way too. There are the good ones and the bad ones and it doesn't really matter what their skin looks like, uh, uh, if they have slits in their eyes or how tall they are, how tiny they are. What really matters is are they in service to themselves as malevolent ETs are with their own agendas? treat us like cattle, or are they service to others, and they want to see humanity ascend? And it's my understanding there are good greys, and there are even good reptilians, but by far the majority that are here on this planet, I don't think are good. And, and we've always been taught to look to the sky. Oh, extraterrestrials are going kind to of come from other worlds way up there. We're all the while, What about right below our feet? inner terrestrials. And those inner and extraterrestrials are also ultra terrestrials that can phase in and out of reality that, that have the ability to uh, cross over into other dimensions. This is something that we just we can't compete with that because we don't even understand it, let alone try to uh, defeat it or, or get it out of here. So we're at such a disadvantage, and then when you factor in the between what we have and what they have, uh, something's got to change. And this is why, for decades, our generals, the Griata Treaty, it's sometimes called the Granada Treaty, every 10 years has been this technology exchange. Laura Eisenhower is a good friend of mine, talked about it often about our great grandfather, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Uh, Some people say he sold us out, but you you gotta understand, they needed the technology. They thought we cannot fight this group with what we have. And in many instances, from those craft to uh, Operation High Jump where a craft came out of the ocean and sliced one of our destroyers in half down in Antarctica to the flyover in DC, which were really uh, Antarctica Nazi craft, it wasn't UFOs at all, that we were so freaked out in the 50s and 60s that we'd do anything to get their technology. Well now we have it, and it's been backward engineered for decades. And I do believe this is why Space Force is rolling out this last year, because We've always known, Chris. You and I, we've talked about it—the secret space program. We've met the super soldiers doing the twenty and back. That—that that there's a lot of evidence. We've got very advanced technology. Uh, now, glimpse of what it is and what they can do with it, and how they can defend the Earth. The whole Solar Warden and the programs of the secret space program to protect the Earth and try to fight back some of these malevolent forces. So, we're really in a quiet war with silent weapons that's above us, even below us, that we don't know anything about, that's being fought over the sovereignty of this planet. And this is such an interesting time to be alive. And boy, it all seems to be coming to a climax very, very soon here in yes. such a way that uh, we're walking the razor's edge here, Chris. I mean, we could go real quickly into World War Three and destroy this planet and be right back into the stone age if it gets real bad or we can get rid of this malevolent force as well as move on to the golden age. And of course you and I are very much adherents of going in that direction.
0: Definitely. Now your book is, is called prison planet. Of course. Do you think that since um, the dawn of modern humans, that it has always been, A prison planet to where that there are some of these factions malevolent factions that just want control over us and you can see it through experiments you can see it through abductions hybridization programs all these things that you hear abductees and contactees talk about seems like we are some sort of just experiment for some of these beings Um, are there those that want this planet to be sovereign and, and not have to worry about that anymore
1: Well, we go back to the ET motivation, service to self and service to others. The service to self, ETs definitely want to keep us in a box. They want to keep us on the plantation. They want to keep us ignorant, not knowing that they exist. The benevolent ETs, they have to be standoff. Uh, There is really a universal law as portrayed in the Star Trek episodes of the Prime Directive that, a developing civilization such as ours cannot be directly interfered with. But if these interterrestrials have also been here and lived uh, their lives here, they can make a claim, hey, well, we're part of this planet too. And reptilians would even go so far as to say, well, we even seeded this planet. So it's even more ours because we're the farmers. Uh, So (laughs) this this is our... uh, our livestock in, in some ways, because they do think of us as a food source. And I do have a chapter called being aware of predatory species. We don't think of ourselves as, as being uh, anything, but the very top of the food chain. Well, got some news for you we're not. And if you look at what has been going on in some of these underground bases, and I profile the uh, Dulce in New Mexico underground base and the nightmare hall, And some of the most horrific torture type scenarios, as well as harvesting of not only cattle and other animals, but of humans ourselves. And and I think this is what really motivates those who have been in the secret space program. And from some of those super soldiers that we've met at uh, conferences and who are coming out with this, they know that this is a battle for planet Earth. It's for the heart and soul of the people and the great resources on this planet. And it's a beautiful planet. It's a gem. It's so worth preserving. And we have to because we're polluting it so bad and mismanaging it as the top of the, as we think, top of the apex uh, custodians of planet earth, mismanaging it so bad species that are going extinct and, Uh, environments that are breaking down and look we're just one of the links in the chain of life here we keep taking out these links and we're gonna suffer from our own tragedy so this is part of the great awakening chris yeah this is us waking up
0: you're exactly i've always
1: said that the revolution is consciousness this is how we're going to win is when people start to wake up
0: yeah you're exactly right it um There is a good large portion of the the population that's waking up and kind of coming around to to everything that's going on. And there's an obvious agenda to type – to roll out this technology. It's like technology worship. Um, they want to get rid of anything that was natural. Um, They don't want you focused on yourself or nature or things that we used to focus on that could actually help ourselves and help the planet. Now it's just your cell phone, your TV, your computer. They want you at home, watching your screen at all times, kind of immersed in this technology, and it seems like they want you to just worship it, and that is the new religion to me, that they seem to be bringing upon is. That, would you agree with that?
1: Well, it is, and 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 we can talk about transhumanism and how the human race and the planet are being terraformed. But there was a book I read when I when I was in high school. It really changed my life. It was called Megatrends by John Naisbit. Do you ever remember that one? Well, there was a chapter in there called. High tech, high touch. And, and the more, chapter goes on, it was talking about the great mega trends that were happening in the world, predicting computers. This is back in the 1980s. And saying that the more high tech we become, the more we're gonna need to connect with each other. And as you pointed out, that's what's being severed right now. We're being cut off from each other. So this is having a, a larger effect than most people realize. The screens don't cut it. Screens aren't touching each other. The screens aren't face-to-face. And I know you, Chris, and, and we've hung out, and you're a great guy. I sure would rather be talking to you right now live than, than on a screen here, but it's Definitely. the circumstances we're in. But you see, we're, we're we're coming into this phase where we're we're being nurtured into thinking that this is how... The world is that we just have to break that hutch uh scenario and just move on and and we're in lockdown and you're irresponsible if you don't wear your mask and you go out there (laughs) it's just so ridiculous The the narrative that we're being forced to live under is really going against the laws of nature in so many different ways and i really have to object to the way that we're being treated but this is the big globalist rollout and they need this invisible enemy just like it was terrorists in the 1990s and 2000s now the invisible enemy is the virus you can't see it could be anywhere anyone couldn't be uh infected at any moment and so this is great for these globalists this is their way of getting us into a box, back on the plantation, back on the farm. And I don't even think that the big names we know in our world today, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, they're not really the top ones in charge. They're more like the colonels and the captains. The real generals are these malevolent ETs. Till we wrap our head around it and know how to fight this enemy and extract them from this planet because of what they've done to us even if they are from here they gotta go and humans need to have a fair chance we just are are, are so overwhelmed with the way that we've been treated and conditioned and brainwashed so many different ways that we just don't have the ability to counter it but when we wake up to it and we become aware of it and we keep ourselves grounded and in a position of gratitude or love you can start to make sense of this and it doesn't seem as daunting anymore it's it's kind of like the the curtain being drawn in the wizard of oz and there's just the little old man he's not that big bad enemy but when uh he's up on the screen and shooting fire he sure looks mean and evil but uh really i think a lot of these controllers are just that these little old men that just want to control us and they get a big kick out of that
0: yeah i find it interesting that you said that The Rockefellers and these families aren't really the ones at the top. I had an interesting conversation with Scott Walter the other day, Um, used to be the host of uh, America Unearthed, and um, he recently had— Oh, I was on this show with him once. Yeah, he recently had an interesting conversation with someone that uh, supposedly from the Department of Defense about disclosure and ETs, and this gentleman told him that they're already here, they walk amongst us, and they, they wouldn't be able to tell the difference between us and a human. And that just got me thinking that, you know, how many times could we have possibly maybe even come across one of these beings and never known it? And how, in you know, how easy is it to infiltrate areas of the government if you look just like one of us, you know? right.
1: Rob Potter is a great friend of mine. He's uh, does the Mount Shasta summer conference. And I spoke up there in uh, last August and he's had direct contact with Venusians. And he said like valiant Thor, they look just like us. They walk among us. They were in the Pentagon during the uh, Kennedy years and actually warned Bobby Kennedy do not run in 68. It's very, very dangerous. He did not heed their warning. We lost Bobby. He would have won in 72, they said. Um, they have abilities that we can only attempt to wrap our heads around. And, and even if we don't even include the Venusians, you can talk about the Pleiadians. look just like us. Tall whites uh, met Charles Hall at uh, UFO Megacon. Long conversations with him about uh, how they were in Area 54. Which is just by uh, the Indian Springs, kind of on the other side of Area 51, and they used to come into the uh, casinos. Apparently, they would like to come in, and uh, they had to wear glasses because their eyes are the giveaway—at least for these tall whites. But they move kind of slow; they're not quite used to our gravity here. And uh, the CIA would always accompany them. I love this story by Charles Hall, and he said that uh, so they would—they—they they would just have a day out, come out to uh, check out a casino. and But they're very standoffish. You are never, ever meant to touch them, especially their, their youngsters, their offspring. Oh, they would uh, have at you right away. So they're, they're real tall too. And, and they're walking up the steps real slowly. And one of them was kind of stumbling. I guess he was kind of older. And uh, one of the CIA handlers who were with him all the time just kind of helped him up. And, and touched him and grabbed his arm. And according to Charles Hall, this tall white got very upset because he broke the protocol of touching him. And they do carry the wands like the the gray aliens. And he zapped that CIA guy and oh! wow. went into convulsions and fell down. So, th- again, they have tools and technology beyond our wildest dreams. And uh, they're there, right there. We camped out by uh, Area 54 one year before a conference in Vegas. And uh, Although we didn't see uh, any aft, so to speak, a lot of military activity, including planes, uh, fighter jets coming right over us and dropping bombs in uh, the target range and seeing explosions. It was quite uh, unusual, as well as some black helicopters that were circling us. We were right on the border where it was legal. Uh, you cross over, I think it's like Area 51, you trigger some silent uh fences will see you there and you get in big trouble but we're legal and uh it was a cool uh cool experience maybe next time we're doing a conference in vegas i'll uh take you out there
0: yeah that sounds cool and it makes you wonder now with the space force um you know all the new toys that they're going to be putting out there it's going to be even harder to tell what's ours and you know what's off planet because right now i'm sure that you know a good large percentage of the stuff we're seeing in the sky is military or reverse engineer technology. Um, but now we have the space force going, so they're going to probably have all kinds of new toys up there. And it's very interesting to see what we may be seeing in the skies in the near future in the next you know few years, five to 10 years.
1: Well, look at, uh, what star Trek predicted that in the 1960s, they said, uh, Star Trek was humans in 350 years. That's only 300 years from now of humans exploring the universe. We reached timeline one. We became uh, humans in the golden age. We're working together collectively and with ET groups to explore the universe, uh, discover new places, and bring home information that's going to help humanity. And keep in mind that Gene Roddenberry, who is the creator of uh, Star Trek, he was sitting in on these seances, these uh, channeling sessions, uh, the Council on Nine, and taking notes in the back and just listening to what they're saying. And they were communicating with humans in our future in that 350-year time frame. And they said, this is what we would be doing. Uh, Also, you should take note that in no scene in, in Star Trek, the original episodes, will you ever see money exchanged? They had already moved past using money. And you say, chocolate shake, and out it comes. So they have machines or devices that can create matter. I mean, we're already seeing that now with 3D printing uh, and also uh, manufacturing food. But clearly, for them, it would be very nutritious, not uh, the soil and green nonsense we're hearing now <laughs> we might be going into that strange world next but uh i don't see that flying too well
0: right now you have uh, an interesting chapter on crystals that i'd like to talk a little bit about um you know you hear oh, yeah. a lot of the new age community talking about yeah. crystals and many people kind of are like oh, oh crystals here we go you know just um woo-woo stuff that's what what are crystals do but um i happen to have you know personally felt energy in crystals and i've you know had healing effects uh so tell us a little bit about what you have written about crystals
1: sure well just given a background about how crystals are the ultimate storage device for computers we wouldn't have computers without crystals and they do have so much capacity. Uh, We've also just looking historically, the Akashic records are meant to be in crystalline form containing the entire history, not only our earth, but also of the universe. At that summer conference up in Mount Shasta, we had the great opportunity to experience one of the original 13 crystal skulls, the Mitchell Hedges skull, which was found in a pyramid in Belize. And the curator brought it to our conference and we got to interact with it. I'll tell you, Chris, it's amazing. It is truly amazing. This thing, you look at it and and you can see different shapes and, even images come in it. You photograph it and you see different things that way too. It was said that the crystal skulls, when illuminated from below, could project out through the eyes. And the Mayans would say that the detachable jaw, and this is how you know that they're authentic, of the 13 crystal skulls, would even be animated and speak. We didn't see that at the conference. We didn't see the eyes light up either, but he didn't really have it set up that way. But we were able to go up one by one and just uh, have a few minutes with it. And I'll tell you, it's amazing. So the properties of crystals uh, are truly remarkable and one of the greatest minerals on this planet. And also keep in mind that silicon is just below carbon on the periodic table. This is another form of life silicon-based life forms can have the ability of uh, even surpassing carbon-based and it's said that species become more crystalline as they evolve and that when you take into consideration that crystals can harbor so much they have an intelligence of their own that that we're still attempting to understand and that's why i think that is a, a an important chapter in beyond esoteric to just understand everything about crystals from the pzo effect to crystallology and and, uh, and why so many people like yourself feel that crystals have a certain kind of energy and i too have mine right here in the pyramid form so right. yeah I like having them around and I think uh they can interact with us and um they're good for us. They they help ground ground us and uh nothing wrong with keeping them nearby.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. They think they bring in um really good frequencies that are um healing in some cases. And I have a uh, my little organite Zendome behind me uh, as well and I have some crystals here. But uh yeah, definitely uh I definitely agree they have some there's something about them this this energy to them. Now, you have also a chapter that um I'd like to kind of finish out talking about Ubermind. What tell the audience what Ubermind uh-huh. is. Well, it's a word that I came up
1: with uh, in all my 3 esoteric series books uh start out with something kind of dark just exposing it the next section is somewhat neutral so in beyond esoteric we go from neo-fascism to embargo such as the truth embargo and then something positive and keep keep it balanced that way so uber mind is just basically how we're uh, moving to this human 2.0 in many ways not even being aware of it so in each uh section i start out with just a little quip of uh what that section is about and i'll read it to you here shortly so Ubermind, there we go and there is a chapter called achieving uber mind all frequency emanates from one sacred divine source of consciousness we live in an age where we are hypnotized by our own ignorance and controlled by an invisible master, to break from the false matrix, we must first free our mind, and that uber mind is the cosmic awareness of who we are and where we're going. Uh, to be aware that, as I said, we're being terraformed, we're being changed uh, without our knowledge, and to me, that's spring this on people without their ability to at least uh, be in a position to counter it if that's necessary, because not always do we have um, the chance to correct it if it's something like uh, being terraformed with what's being sprayed on us uh, through geoengineering, such as these nanobots and uh, other heavy metals that we're ingesting and are now becoming part. Of our biology. People have to know this. People have to be aware of it and to counter it. And I take a little uh, diatomaceous earth every morning, and there are ways to absorb it and get it out because heavy metals are very difficult to get out of the body once they're in there. And if they accumulate too much, then they will get into the brain. And why do you think we have such a spike in Alzheimer's and other neurological disorders? largely because we have heavy metals in the body so it's it's kind of a double-edged sword that the information i present in the uber mind section because some of it is what we need to know to help ourselves uh clear ourselves from what's going on to us and, and much of it does affect our minds such as the heavy metals in the body and i feel it's important that people understand what the nanobots are what Morgellon syndrome is, and how it is changing people's physical biology. I have another section in the Ubermind chapter called the bioterrain. How we really have to understand system. We talked earlier about the uh, Frankenjab. Well, look—if you know about your bioterrain, if you know about strengthening your own immune system, you'll never need that Franken jab ever because this goes all the way back to Louis Pasteur who is considered the father of the germ theory. And Louis Pasteur came out with the philosophy, one germ, one cure, that the germs are everywhere and they're invasive and they're getting into us and they're the cause of all disease. This was his belief in the late 19th century. But there were other biologists, scientists that countered that and say, no, 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 no. If the germs were everywhere, and they are, <laughs> we would have been wiped out a long time ago. The body has a bioterrain that's able to fight these diseases. A great example by the Dr. Robert Young gives a very simple explanation with an illustration it shows a fish in a dirty tank jumping out it's trying to get away from the pollution that is invasive in the body and get into a clean tank that's what our body is so when we're taking in these toxins these heavy metals and so much else we just need to clean the tank out and we'll be fine our immune system has done a fantastic job many millennia. Uh, look, we never even had the uh, Franken Jabs until hundred years ago. It's, it's pretty much new on the horizon. And I'll show you charts in Beyond esoteric where many diseases were already on the decline because we had cleaned up our living environment. We had cleaner food, cleaner water, better sanitation. That is really what cut out all the diseases that were befuddling humanity in the 19th century it the dirty fish tank it wasn't all these exotic diseases coming to the fore and we need some kind of jab to cure that no we don't no we don't at all all we need to do is strengthen our immune system through the bioterrain, and we'll be just fine
0: i agree yeah i mean that's what the immune system is for um in closing out tonight the hopeful thing I see about everything happening right now is the amount of people that are waking up and speaking against this, healthcare professionals, scientists, doctors, even though they're uh, getting shunned and fired and banned after they come out and speak out about it, at least these you know they're having the guts to come out and do it. And like you said, there's so many healthcare professionals that aren't getting this thing just because, you know, they're standing up against this. And that's the thing that makes me hopeful right now is the amount of people that are kind of saying, no, this this isn't right, nah, I'm not going to do this. And hopefully this will continue into 2021 and beyond to where we can get to this point of most people in the world on the same page to where this, you know, what what these few at the top are doing isn't right and we don't want to go there.
1: Mm. Right. And that's the great awakening. That is consciousness is the revolution. It's really all of us starting to understand these subjects that have been hidden for a long time. And all that has been hidden will be revealed. And for really the first time in humanity, at least in in the last many centuries, we've had this information. But information is different than knowledge. Uh, information, we can be overwhelmed by it, and it can be manipulated too. But knowledge is the real truth. That, that's when you, we're, we're drowning in a sea of information, but we're starved for knowledge. And that's what I consider these esoteric subjects to be. You just have to empower yourself with the knowledge to know the difference. For example, the fake news to what you really resonate with and look truth is like a pillar that that is a constant in the universe it can be wrapped up you can put lipstick on a pig you can do all things you want to that pillar eventually all those lies and disinformation just drop away what remains is the pillar of truth it is a constant that will always be there so that's what i gravitate towards when i write about these subjects I look at all the things that have just been withheld from us, and I just want to do my part in service to all and putting it together. And look, I answer to no one. I I have my own publishing business, do my own research and my own work. I always tell the truth. If I make a mistake, I'll be the first to correct myself and say, didn't get it right, but here it is. And that's how we grow. That's how we really have a chance to try to understand these very complex issues. And look, we were talking about ETs tonight and crystals and so many things that just there's just not that much information on there uh, that that we can use and and need. But it's there for us if we want to take it. And I say, go for it. We, We have to learn this stuff. Even the real dark stuff has to be understood to cross the Rubicon and start going towards the golden age because it will have to be the great awakening utopia or bust as robert anton wilson said Uh, we're either going to make it or we're going to collapse and i say we make it
0: i say we make it too and everyone uh beyond esoteric escaping prison planet please pick up this book it is excellent they can find it where on amazon right
1: Yeah, it's on Amazon. Uh, It's, although it's out, you could, I recommend, go to your local bookstore and pre order it there. Uh, They'll get it to you just about as fast as Amazon can. Um, You can go to my website, cccpublishing.com. We're getting new copies coming in. Had an incredible run on this book just in the pre launch, Um, but we'll get those orders fulfilled. Want to know more about me, go to my website, bradolson.com. Also have a YouTube channel, CCC Publishing Esoteric Series. And you can actually watch the audiobook chapters being made. And when I had a radio show called The Esoteric Circle, put them all up on uh, my YouTube channel. And so the first two books are available uh, to watch and listen to my audiobook chapters. But uh, those are also available, too, through Audible. And uh, find me on Facebook or Twitter, CCC Publishing is my handle. And uh, see you out there in cyberspace.
0: (laughs) Awesome, man. Brad, thank you so much for coming on again. Fantastic information. And we'll have you back on soon because there's always great stuff to talk about.
1: Oh, we just scratched the surface, Chris. And always great talking to you, man. Thanks for having me on and I look forward to the next time.
0: All right, until next time, everyone else, have an excellent evening.